Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon. A beautiful day out, Ryan Palmer, beautiful day out. Did you get to do anything fun? It was it was really beautiful. Um, I did not I did not really do, I mean, I was just kind of putzing around the house, doing chores, getting ready for the week. Your typical Sunday scary day for me. Um, yep. And I have some bad Sunday scaries right now, so... Uh-oh. This Uh-oh. is helping. The pot is helping. Good. Yeah, let's uh let's distract for a few minutes. <laughs> um no Colin. He Colin like does he maybe even have a tattoo that says like sleep is the cousin of death or something like that? <laughs> like this is a dude that does not sleep and he bailed out cuz it's 10:30 on the East Coast and he it's too late for him. I'm so a little I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little worried. It's, it's very uncollin. When, when he was potting at like midnight on the East Coast, I was like, "What is this man doing?" Uh, I hope he's okay. Prayers up for Colin. Exactly. It's wild that he stays up all the time to do this, but also he sets that norm. Like it becomes expected, and so all of a sudden he's like, "I don't know. I'm tired." It's like, "Are you all right, bud?" I gotta. This might be chinchilla. I don't know, but. Uh, I read a, a book to my daughter every mm-hmm. every night. Not every night. Every once in a while. And I was reading a um a book called uh How Much How Much I Love You or This Is How Much I Love You. Um okay. I can't remember exactly the title, but the whole point of the book is uh little little nut brown hair um says to the daddy nut brown hair, I love you this much and stretches out uh his arms. And the daddy says, well, I love you this much and stretches out his arms. And it's a whole book of one-upping and just uh, being better uh, yeah. than your than your child. Um, yeah. And I feel like this book is perfect for Colin. And I, I am afraid for the day that, uh, you know, one of Colin's sons beat him in something. I, and I think Colin might take the uh, just stop playing. So he doesn't have to lose <laughs> route. So when it gets close, he'll just be like, "Oh, I'm retired. That's it." <laughs> Colin's not here to defend himself, so I'm sorry. That's right. Let's talk it. Talk I'm, it up. I'm sure that he'll uh, he'll love to jump in next week, though. <laughs> uh, Mike also not here. Uh, safe travels, Mike. Uh, somewhere on an airplane over Ohio, probably right about now. Planes over planes. Uh, planes over the planes. Uh, and neither of us watched a whole lot of soccer. I watched a little of the Manchester Derby, uh, but we're mostly just going to handle some emails and then get out of here. So, uh, Scott Pettish to differentiate between the Scots that emailed in this week, uh, we will likely not give you two full days worth of commutes today. Uh, we'll shoot for about one full day's worth of commute. Uh, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for today, but we'll get the rest of your email in a bit. Start with Pedro. Last time we potted, uh, I think it was you and Mike were baiting Pedro into emailing. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember, and, but okay. well, I know because Pedro opens his email. Mike baited me, but that last <laughs> so got him. Well done, Mike. Well done, Pedro. Uh, Pedro's talking about uh, books that 
uh, you know, book recommendations. He says, love is not for cowards. Salvation and soccer in uh, Ciudad Juarez. Ciudad. Ciudad Ciudad. Yeah. Never really took Spanish. That's a tough one for me. Uh, have you read this book? Do you know of it? I have not. I, I, first of all, I love the name. Love the name. Yeah. Uh, it's, this, it's got I'm, me. I'm, I'm baited. I, I am baited. I'm baited. I'm, I'm going to add this to my list. This, it sounds like a, an amazing book for sure. I'm in. I'm in. It does sound good. Uh, he says the book talks about how the city united behind the beautiful game uh, when organized crime violence was peaking in the late 2000s. Uh, man, sounds amazing. I'm in. Uh, Sign put me it up. on the list. I'm going to read That's this right. book. Uh, he says another nonfiction book recommendation he gives is All About Love, New Visions uh, by Bell Hooks, R.I.P. He says, I only read the first two chapters, but literally every chapter struck a note. <laughs> two, <laughs> two notes. Two for two. Two for two. That's good. It's, that so that good. book is batting 100% on notes. That's, That's right. Good. Uh, he says Football in Sun and Shadow by Eduardo Galeano. Uh, I have read that. It's... Uh, really poetry about the history of soccer it's a beautiful book um obviously i read it translated into english so it was very cool uh i bet if you're good enough at uh spanish it is even better uh by that uruguayan journalist love it these are all great recommendations yep 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 uh all of this leading up to pedro wants to know did y'all have a book that you read that changed you completely palmer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> changed me completely um yeah i don't i don't know <sighs> changed me completely this is this is tough i so colin shouted out malcolm x um the last time we did this and i read malcolm x in high school yep. and yep absolutely loved it uh as a kid in helena montana reading malcolm x in high school uh was eye-opening um, pretty yeah yeah um but you know, the first time I read uh, A River Runs Through It, which is a short story um, about fly fishing in Montana, but that I felt like, I don't know, reached in somewhere into my soul and was like, this, this is important. Um, so I would say, I would say that. Uh, and then blood meridian cormac mccarthy yeah yes cormac mccarthy i mean it's like the most fucked up book ever um very problematic probably uh it's still an insanely written book um and i like it very much so nothing soccer related uh i think my dad gave me a book about goalkeepers i can't remember the name of it and it had uh Oh my God! What's his name? The Scorpion Kick. The guy. Uh, oh. Uh, Colombian. Uh, why can't I remember his name? I don't remember his name either. Uh, but it had him on the front, and it had something to do with. Essentially, goalkeepers are insane. Um, so it was, it was a book about insane goalkeepers. I remember reading that. So, didn't change my life. Good. I still yeah. remained a goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to Google for books that uh had an impact on me i'm having trouble with it uh which are you, is are you googling I'm, books that had an impact on me no i'm like i'm googling for like large uh 
like themes and quotes I remember because I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, oh. It's an Italo Calvino book, uh, and I can't find the name of it, which is just all very. Is this like a physics? Very textbook? embarrassing. No, it's a it's fiction. It's about like uh, things that only happen once. May as well never. Ha- it's very like uh, existential. And, wow. Uh, I read. I feel like I read a lot in my my young adult or like late teens when where it was like like F. Scott Fitzgerald and it was all like parties and fast cars and staying up late and wearing suits to parties and stuff yeah. and like. You know, this existential stuff from Italo Calvino, um, Love in the Time of Cholera. Like, mm-hmm. I had a whole phase where I was just reading this stuff that felt, like, really big, you know? <laughs> uh, which is great. That's it's, It was great. I love and, it. And I and love now thinking we back this to is, that. This is how much I love you. That's what we uh, read now. Yeah, that and uh, literally today, um, toddler discipline, any age, any stage. <laughs> So, also, uh, less big. That's more of a reference, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that soon. Yeah. Soon yeah. enough. Soon oh, enough. God. Uh, all right. That's excellent stuff. Uh, I'm embarrassed by how little I read um, these days. Anything except for Twitter, to be honest with you. Uh, but here we are. Uh, thank you, Pedro. Great email. Uh, Vince Orozco... Vincent, Vinny, sorry, Vincent, I guess I don't know exactly what you prefer to be called, but uh, wrote in a bunch, a ton of great, great stuff. (laughs) Uh, Colin asked for, like, the headlines to come in a day before the body of the text from Vincent. Vincent delivered. He understood the assignment. Uh, Just, like, a great couple of weeks of emails from Vincent these last few weeks. Strong Uh, from Vincent. Amazing. He says uh, his soccer bar's name is going to be excuse me, Bob's Place, a uh, short name for Bob Gansler, who not only is from Wisconsin, but led the start of the soccer movement and led the national team out of the wilderness. I think including, was he coach for Paul Caligiuri's goal that took us to the World Cup in 1990? I was mean, he coaching at that point? If Paul Gansler, I feel like the coach was like a Yugoslavian guy or something, right? Oh, that might be right. I think you're right. I uh, can't think of that guy's name either now. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, late. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who knows? Long it's weekend. It's late and we have disciplining toddlers on the brain. So <laughs> <laughs> I had, it was a good bedtime. Uh, we almost slipped into throwing a fit territory and I successfully parented it. I felt great about that. Um, I my only soccer bar naming thing. You guys went over this a bunch uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I think you got to do something with VAR. So I know I texted you this. You don't have to yep. pretend like it's a but like the VAR and grill could be pretty good. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the VAR bar. The you, other th- you you mentioned VAR bar. VAR bar. I I uh, added to this is that you you had to make your orders in the little screen that they look at. So there's like that has like a hood on it. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other idea for a bar name was uh, the Supporters Club. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, like uh, Vincent not to, says not to be uh, confused with the Players Club. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> uh, 
Vincent says, I don't know about you guys, but it drives me crazy when I see really bad youth coaching in any sport. Do we want to do we want to touch that or are we both coaches that have probably been really bad at it in youth <laughs> sports? I mean, Vincent might hate us. Yeah, it's all relative, right? Um, I would I would agree. I feel like there's some pretty bad habits that uh, I'm sure that we all had some some bad coaches and. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it it sucks, but they're out there because it's just parents trying to coach kids and they don't know what they're doing. So as long as uh, I would say, as long as the coach is, you know, not screaming and yelling at kids and they're somewhat organized, that's a good youth coach. But I would love to know what Vincent thinks a, a bad youth coach is and and if he can give us some examples. Yeah, he does say his oldest is 10 years old, plays a range of sports, and he sees a lot of really bad coaching. Uh, you know, at 10, if they're out there having fun playing a lot of sports, I hope that's good enough. Uh, I hope that the really bad coaching here that you're referring to is not so much about, well, who knows. I just hope these coaches are behaving themselves. That's yes. all that really matters. Yes. So. 100%. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, Vincent wants to know, uh, he says Mexican music always takes him back to tailgating, uh, before soccer games and getting him ready to go into the stadium for the game or maybe to play, uh, getting me ready for soccer. He says, so unclear. Do you have certain music that does that for you? Gets you. I, when I first read this, I thought it meant like hyped up for a stadium experience, but it might not either way to play or to watch. Um, so, you know what I always go back to, like, I listen, I mean, I listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, so it was hip hop before games, but, uh, the Mac men's soccer team Mm -hmm. had a CD, uh, that we would play pregame in that smelly ass locker room, in that stinky locker room. And like, that was the thing. It was just fun. Like it was, it was the old like Vindaloo, uh, England, it's coming home. Football's coming home. Uh, that for, for some reason, anytime I hear that I'm transported back to the, the Mac locker room pregame, uh, even like pre field turf days, you know, at Mac. Where it was like that field was so bad. That field was terrible. Frozen football field. Yeah, (laughs) I just like those that uh, that that album, that CD, that mix. uh, I don't know. That was I think the thing that would get me ready. Um, That's the one that go that I go back to that I think of, and anytime I hear it, that's like where I'm transported to. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, when I was younger than that, like, you know, playing select soccer in Wisconsin or whatever, uh, maybe even high school level, uh, I used to listen to Puff Daddy and the fam, no way out. Okay. Get hyped up. Yeah. Getting the uniform on in my bedroom before we hopped in the minivan to go to the game. You know, I, uh, my, the high school that I work at, uh, we, we are the riders, formerly the rough riders. Yeah. Uh, and so before I walk into the building every day, I, I sing the Rough Riders anthem in my head uh, just to just to get hyped up for another shite day. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, 
Oh God! I hope that that's like act. I mean, I hope that's true. That it's would pretty be amazing. True. It's pretty if true. Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, though, in my head, and it usually ends with me walking in the door, singing to myself, "Talk is cheap, motherfucker." And, <laughs> As you go to lecture your students yeah. about, uh, talk is cheap, but it's what I do for a living. Here we go. Uh, that is when they do the biopic of your life. There's yeah. going to have to be like the recurring theme of the Rough Riders anthem just, as you walk. Just into like work. change clothes, you know, like it's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Uh. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, Vincent has some suggestions for books also. He says Soccernomics and um, My Turn, the Johan Cruyff biography. I've not read that. I've read Soccernomics, Ooh, not like Johan Cruyff. I like that name. Yeah, that's it's a good name. Cruyff Turn. Cruyff Turn. Cruyff Turn. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Cruyff, yeah, he seems like he's a piece of work. I don't know if I would like a biography written by him, honestly, but... Uh, I guess it's biography, not an autobiography, but he seems like he might love himself too much, that man. Oh, yeah. I mean, the book's called My Turn. <laughs> it's a lot. It's on it's the a team. lot. Yeah. Uh, excellent stuff, Vincent. Thank you for the emails. Uh, Raymond, twin brother, writes in and says, uh, Jesse Marsh, Wisconsin's own. I think it's an extremely naive hire to bring him into Leeds by the Leeds ownership uh, wow. to give anyone that responsibility with that lack of experience, regardless of where they come from, is going to be tough. And uh, managers at these difficult clubs, yo-yo clubs, he calls them, they never get much time. Uh, so this is kind of big news, actually, for American soccer, for Wisconsin soccer. Jesse Marsh in in a Premier League, Palmer. How do you feel about this hire for Leeds? Um, can we... Can we pick apart the the lack of experience here a little yeah, bit? I yeah. mean, wasn't he at Red Bull uh, and had some Champions League experience? Like, he was successful with them. I feel like that's maybe more experience than some managers that are getting jobs in terms of, like, success. Uh, taking a team. Lampard, Gerrard. I, yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't say he has a lack of experience. I think that um, maybe we're a, uh, I don't know, victim of history here and thinking that like the only successful managers in these situations are managers like Poulos, Allardyce. Um, I can't think of another name. Some Somebody that Everton should probably hire. Um <laughs> So I, you know, in terms of light, do I like this hire? I mean, yeah, like, why not? Um, I, I do feel like he might have the chip stacked against him, especially, you know, given the fact that he's an American, there's like these, uh, he might be coming in with, with some sort of, uh, or biases in, in terms of his players. Um, I saw the end of a 1-0 game that they lost this weekend. I can't remember who. Um, and he had them huddle up in the middle of the field and he gave like a team talk, which felt very, very, very American to me. So I don't know how much that's going to like 
you know, how that's going to play uh, for the players. But, you know, I think he's he's a successful manager. Um, I don't hate this. I don't hate this. The Yo-Yo's clubs, it's a good point. Uh, it's going to be hard because, like, he's going to be judged on whether or not he's able to keep this team up. And then if he keeps this team up, can he keep them up uh, continually? Um, so, I, you know, I don't think any manager is successful in these positions. So my fear is that Jesse Marsh maybe becomes a manager in in the style of, of an Allardyce or a, a Poulos or, um, you know, somebody that just is there to do a job where that's not what we want, right? You want a manager that's there to to manage. Yeah, you don't want him to end up getting typecast. Right. Um, I do think he makes some sense for Leeds. I mean, obviously under Bielsa, they're just like wild pressing, wild running, forward, 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 right? Um, the Red Bull way is kind of the reasonable level of that. Like right. high press, turnover in dangerous areas, get to goal. Uh, so he's got a lot of experience in that. And I, I hope because I, I guess I like him. I have no reason not to like him. I don't think, uh, I hope that it like just dials back the craziness enough that they find a good spot where they can just play and find more success and maybe right. tighten up at the back. Right. Um, they lost to Leicester one nil, but right. by all accounts were probably the better team on the day. Their expected goals was like, I forget 2.3 to point three against I mean you know they play that game 10 times they win it eight out of those 10 times right and they just or didn't at least win come away time. with a point right or at least yeah come away yeah, with yeah. um he he was asked if he'd watched uh Ted Lasso I I mean I this of course like this I, I knew this is where I was gonna go this is where he I was said he hadn't <laughs> did you know this though no. he said he hasn't watched it and then uh and then after the first game, he does this like most Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso thing. thing. <laughs> it's just like, man, what are you like? It's fine. It's like, but like, do you just know what you're stepping in? You're right. just giving it to him. You're yeah. giving it to him. Yeah. Um, I do. One other thing that I would, I don't know, have a little quibble with the email, Raymond, is I'm not sure that this is a yo-yo club. I think they are legitimately trying to build something. Uh, the last time they were in the Premiership was 2003, 2004. Uh, and then they dropped down to the Championship in League One. Came back up to the Championship about 10 years ago. Were in the Championship for 10 years and then came up to the Premier League uh, two years ago. Finished ninth last year. So it's not exactly like a up-down, up-down. Yeah, you're not I, Norwich. I, yeah, exactly. I think there might be a desire to do more than be a yo-yo and get that parachute payment and just do it all again. I think right. there might be the backing to actually make something sustainable. Um, do you? And I do don't think, think Jesse's a bad guy for that. Do you think that? So I mean, this club was kind of made in the image of of um, Bielsa, right? Like he he got his players. It was his style, um, and you know, uh, Keevan will tell you that Bielsa has a shelf life, right? Like that was eventually going to catch up to, to him and, and this team. Um, do you think Jesse Marsh is, is going to be able to, are, are they going to be able to build a team in the image of Jesse Marsh or 
um, is this, is he just there to, to save them, maybe have a season or two, and then they'll, they'll continue with the plan with, with someone else? Um, or could, well, could, could you envision Leeds? I mean, their Twitter had the American flag on it, right? Uh, <laughs> They're all in. Right. I, I mean, it'll all depend how Marsh does, obviously. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, in his image, he probably already has a squad that does a lot of what he wants them to do. Right. Right. Like, in a lot of ways, this fits. Um, so we'll see. Right. And, like, he's got to bet on himself. If he gets this opportunity, it's really hard not to give yourself a shot in the Premier League. If he, if he hits, you know, like, could he become the next Eddie Howe or something? You know, this guy that's at a smaller club for a while, right. does really well, earns everyone's respect. Right. Maybe eventually it peters out a little bit, but like nobody really blames Eddie Howe or the manager in that type of situation. There are other examples, but Eddie Howe's the one that comes to mind because yeah. then he gets a, the gig at Newcastle, right? And right. is doing well there. So Jesse's got a bet on himself. He like he obviously should think that he's good enough for this. He's got the opportunity. The fit seems okay. Uh, and either it'll work out or it doesn't, but like, he's got to try. He's got to. What did he say in the team huddle at midfield? What was said? That's the thing. Can you even hear? Look, like, look is at, that, look, look at the guy, loud? look at the guy on your left. Look at the guy on your right. <laughs> feel the energy of this stadium these people <laughs> this I is mean, an opportunity this is you'll never have this you are lucky to be here the how long is the how long has he been side. planning that <laughs> yeah the he's like if i ever get a game in the premier league first game after game doesn't matter what the result is we're going to midfield everybody the trainers the third goalkeeper oh, we're all such meeting a, at midfield such a good what was he going to do this win or lose? Was this oh, a thing? For sure. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, much better if he wins and does it, right? Oh, my God. If, oh, I so just, funny. If only that would have ended with trust falls. Now everybody just turn <laughs> and fall into the arms of the person on your left. <laughs> they do. Have you seen those things where, like, you get four people and you kind of, like, crisscross and then lean back on each other's yeah. legs? <laughs> yes. They're like, all right, everybody. <laughs> Everyone that stays in the stadium is just like, We'd, what the hell? We would do uh, team builders sometimes for uh, going back to bad youth coaches. Um, yeah. The human knot, like, I would just love 18, 22 human knot. Like, Was oh, that where you just reach in and grab a yeah, hand? Yeah, you just grab a hand yeah. and you have yeah. to, like... Un, undo the knot uh, and no one leaves until until it's undone so they're, <laughs> they're just there until next week you should have done that you should have done it great stuff oh, go on God. jesse go on uh i yeah, mean united's, I mean, united's coach is getting like called ted lasso you know like yeah the assistant just, there or whatever it's, it's, it's too it's, much it's so good i mean if jesse does well and overcomes all of this, even more credit to him because uh, just just the, all the Ted Lasso stuff is going to be so much, <laughs> even just that. Never mind anything else. Just dealing with the Ted Lasso bullshit is going to be so much. I, oh, I, I can't wait to see what he does next week. <laughs>
I hope it's good. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Scott Paddish, as promised, uh, he says, why should I have any hope for that the U.S. men's national team will get more than three points in the March window and avoid the playoff against New Zealand? Oh, man. It, uh, well, first of all, hope kills, so you should have no hope. Always no come hope. in with the lowest expectations possible. And for example, I bet on the Timbers tonight. I put $10 on the Timbers. I assumed that they were going to lose. This is an emotional hedge. Um, I, You know, I don't, like, we got to win our home game. We have to win our home game, right? And the yeah. question is more than three points. So I, maybe we might be able to squeak a draw in 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 Costa Rica. I don't know. I doubt it. I just... I mean... Uh, Pettis wrote this email after Weston McKinney broke his foot, but before it was confirmed that he'll be out until June. Yeah. So, so he's we done. won't even have him for that playoff, I think. I mean, I guess uh, the hope is is that Mexico's not playing great right now. Right? And yeah. it seems like we kind of have their number. Regardless of who's on the pitch... It seems like yeah. Berhalter can kind of do a job against Mexico. We've won those scrappy games. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe there's your hope, right? Is our current uh, record against Mexico, maybe Berhalter has something that he sees that works against Mexico. It, he doesn't have anything else against anybody else. But uh, maybe that's it. Maybe... Maybe it's the the our current form against Mexico. I three points might be good enough to get us through without the playoff anyway. Last time I was playing with all this numbers, these numbers, I think I I kind of decided that a lot of things would have to converge and go badly for us to be shunted into the playoff. Yeah. Um if we win that home game, I'm okay. I, I think we'll be okay. Uh, if if we don't and we have to go to Costa Rica is the third game, I think, right? Go to Costa Rica and get three points. That's a big trouble. Uh, and I don't like the idea of that playoff at all because you just – it's so hard oh, to – because the momentum is just wrong, right? The Oceania team – that's like they win and they get to go to the playoff. They're on the up. They have right. the momentum. Yep. The CONCACAF team drops down into yep. fourth. Yep. Like the momentum is just all wrong for that playoff. I hate it. I hate it. If we're in that playoff, I, I, we'll lose. I'm sure. Oh, 100%. But here's this is why you have to hope for that playoff, Dan. Because how exciting is that going to be? Oh my God, it's going to be such oh a fun God. game to watch. Fun? It's going to be terrifying. <laughs> it's going to be, and I'm not even like, I'm not Colin level, I can't watch a game, right? Right. But, oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. I can't handle it. Yeah. We're uh, gonna, we'll, let's, let's hope, let's, yeah, we just need to prepare for the worst. I'm hoping that we are able to even make it into that. That's the hope. Dear God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the rest of this email, though. Uh, Pettish wants to know, uh, essentially, what is the the horizon for Burhalter as a coach? So he's saying he's 
Scott is assuming that we'll finish fourth. And then he's saying whether or not we beat Panama. Or I'm sorry, whether or not we beat likely New Zealand. Yeah. My His vote would be to allow Burhalter to coach through the playoff and then replace him after that. Oh, I hate that idea. I hate Win that. or lose. So let's say, let's just take it. Let's say, uh, start with the worst result. We do not qualify for the World Cup. Does Burhalter stay on? <clears throat> We don't qualify for the World Cup. Just hypo- taking the hypothetical. No, I'm, I'm saying, if we yes. do not qualify, yeah. Yeah, he's fired. You go. He's got to go. Right. If we go to the playoff and qualify, does he stay on? He has to. Yes. I mean, his his number one job was to get the team to the World Cup. No matter how we get there, we're in the World Cup. He has to be able to coach them in the World Cup. I would... Like... I just don't coaching a national team is difficult, right? Because you cannot assert any sort of style, right? You have to get your team. And so when is when's the play in? When is the that that fourth place play in that remember. we'll definitely be remember. playing in? <laughs> it's like in May, right? Or something. Let's say May. If it's in May, you have what June, July, August, September, October, November, but those are not like you don't have that time with your team, right? They're with their clubs, and so you have all these kind of weird, short training sessions. It's just it's a terrible idea to have a new coach coming into the World Cup. I don't like it. I don't like it. For as much as I hate Burhalter, I don't like it. It's middle of June. The playoff is middle of June. Oh, great. So it even cuts it even, uh, even more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Wes could be back. Let's let's bring that broken foot back. Let's put his f- <laughs> stardom in his first minutes in a neutral site against New Zealand. That would be excellent. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. And as much as I don't have a lot of confidence in Burhalter for, I don't he just doesn't seem like he's been able to build anything out of this generation of players. If you look at, like, his record and his ability in tournaments. Like we've done well in tournaments with yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, even though there have been big questions about how, like while they've been going on, uh, that we've been able to win the big kind of one-off games, which is what tournaments are. So it, it might just be that actually Burhalter is good in a world cup and he's bad at the qualifying and the everything else. So right. I, I think you're right. As long as we qualify, he's got a, stay he's i mean he's good when he gets to have his players for an extended period of time right yeah yeah. um i mean that might be the case for every single manager but um here's what i would i would i would compare that move it's like uh it's it's as if your goalkeeper plays a perfect zero zero draw in the best zero zero draw to ever be played I'm referencing Liverpool-Chelsea from last week. If you will, yeah. And you pull your goalkeeper for penalties, Mendy, (laughs) who recently won a shootout in the African Cup of Nations. And who was having a great game. And who was playing outside of of his mind. And you bring in Kepa, which, to be fair, if, you know, Kepa would have made... He... You know, he made he made zero out of eleven he saves. Made zero out of eleven saves, and then fired it. It would be like that. It would be like that. You you 
how like he Berhalter hasn't done a great job, but he did the job which was get you to the final. Mendy does the job which is get you yeah. zero zero, give up zero goals. Uh let this man let this man manage the World Cup. What's the the saying? Dance with the one who brought you? Yeah. Dance with exactly. the one you came with? Whatever. Exactly. It is. Yes. Yep. Yep. If he gets us there, we're riding with him. Yes. Uh we will moan about it the entire time. A hundred percent. But we're riding with him. Uh excellent. All right. Really, to be honest, the only reason we're uh potting tonight is for this last email. Sorry <laughs> to everyone else that emailed. Scott Angove. Uh, I told Palmer I was just going to read this straight up to him word for word and then we'll just cover it. Please. Scott Angove says, Yesterday it rained during the day, hailed in the evening, and snowed five to seven inches of snow in south Minneapolis. We were out shoveling by nine this morning, properly motivated by spite. (laughs) How do you know you're better than others if not for the maintenance of the sidewalk in front of your house? (laughs) I shoveled my own section of sidewalk then shoveled my neighbor's section until the sidewalk intersected with the front walk of their house. Uh, oh, both neighbors. Front walk of both of their houses. Oh, my God. Uh, what this results in is a very clear contrast between how I roll and how my neighbors look like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> the half of their sidewalks that I shoveled is pristine. I toss this off like it's nothing. And this... This he signs off. This is prime Minnesota nice. <laughs> yes, it is. It is Love so it. perfect. It is so so perfect. It's just so amazing. It's so amazing. Just shovel just enough of theirs that they have to like match it for the yes. rest. <laughs> yes. So good. It's so. Oh, Scott. It's just so good. What a great job. I love Scott Ingo. I love that. It also, that gives you like, you get a little bit of buffer between your sidewalk and where their bad shoveling job starts. Yeah. Right? So that when they do a bad job and it starts to like encroach, you still, yep. you're still safe. You're like, your air is still safe. You're good. It's, it's so just, smart. It's so it smart. Is, it's, you know, like, uh, what, what is the minute? That, that's a, that's a nice shoveling job you've done there. It's oh, just oh, like saying that. that. Oh. It's <laughs> so good. Oh man, uh, and just to not finish their walk, like leave oh, I half know. of it. It's so good. It's just them, he is forcing them out of their house to do the job. It's so great. It's so good. You Here, have, let me show you. You have to go out. You can't let it sit there. You have to go it's so out good. and finish the it's job. It's so good. Oh, I bet that's terrible, terrible shoveling to <laughs> rain and then hail and then snow. It's. And it's then the 9 a.m., so it's starting to warm up, and it's getting heavy. It's the kind of snow that, like, hurts because you have to, like, break yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bad oh, snow. it's terrible. Bad snow. Uh, I have a shoveling story. This is, yes. this is really to give you context for my – for the, the, the shoveling, the duty to shoveling uh, that I feel in my soul. Uh, this, this was teased on the text thread, too. I'm very excited. That's right. That's right. So, uh, my parents were planning to come to visit, uh, their new grandchild, uh, this week and they've been planning it. We didn't really get a, like, we didn't nail down dates. You know, we didn't, we didn't do a great job getting it on the schedule. So that's, you know, that's on us. That's fine. Uh, my parents 
went and saw some friends in like Florida last week. Uh, while they were gone, got the neighbor across the street. So it's the same house I grew up in. Neighbor across, neighbor across the street, Peter. He's got like the jumbo uh, snowblower, yeah. right? So it's like a it's a two sweep up and down the sidewalk. It's not like a four. It's not the little thing, right? But it's not quite a one, right? You can't. It's two. You got to go up and back down. Um, but it's the big the big snowblower in the neighborhood. Uh, so while my dad's out of town, Peter, can you cover my walk? Just make sure you know if whatever. Peter, yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. But actually, when you get back, I'm gonna be out of town for two weeks. Can you cover mine? But also because I've got the jumbo snowblower, I snowblow like all of the really old folks. And my dad and Peter are, they're retirees, right? They're not young. But there are like the, like literally there's a 97 year old or something that's still living independently in the neighborhood. Yeah. So like, you know, neighbor. Uh, So in exchange for Peter covering my dad's walk, my dad has to for move. two weeks has to cover basically the entire block. Okay. <laughs> so I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, okay, mom, can you guys like come out? We'd love to see you. That'd be great. Find some plane tickets. And she's like, yeah, your father can't come because he has, he's on snowblower duty. <laughs> so he can't come meet his grandchild. <laughs> it's so, so perfect. It's so good. I can't. Yeah. I can't go anywhere for two weeks because I gotta snow blow <laughs> can't do the, it. the entire block. And it's March. Like it might not snow, but I gotta right. be here. I gotta be here. <laughs> can't go might. anywhere. And if it does, it's the worst type of snow. It's super heavy. You uh, gotta. Oh God, get, you gotta snow blow mm-hmm. that. You mm-hmm. can't. It's that's not right. like a good. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. It's, last time it's so that is funny. the last time that your dad asks uh, Peter for for any sort of assistance. <laughs> And I mean, my mom is probably listening to this, so I should very much clarify. I'm not at all upset. I find it hilarious. And it's it's beautiful. There's a, a duty I, to the place where you put down roots, right? I love like, it. Community. Love it. Uh, go on, Dairon. Go on, Dairon. Oh, God. That's like the third time he's done that this game. Is it still 1-0? Uh, yeah. Let's go. So that is, you know, when I'm talking about clearing snow, that's the context from whence it came. That's amazing. Like, that's a amazing. real, real duty to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would I like, wish we had more snow here. I'd love I, what, to clear more snow. Listen, if Scott Angove was on duty, he would clear everybody's except Peter's. <laughs> no. Or half of Peter's. He would do half you know, of Peter's. No, Peter is much, much too good a guy to do that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Peter, Peter's like the block captain for sure. I, you don't. I mean, he's got the big snowblower. Of course he is. Come on. <laughs> the big swinging snowblower. <laughs> Uh, all right well i hope we got scott to work at least that's right that's right i'm sure we got him to work probably back maybe even to work the next day we did well we did well oh excellent and we cleared out the emails so get back as get back at us soccer thread at gmail.com we love the emails so much fun they give us content and hopefully we'll watch some soccer and we'll get mike and colin back next week yes sir peace thanks cliff Bye. Thanks. Bye.